Colossians Review. Today, we will be reviewing the sections of Colossians that we studied this week. As we read these verses, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what He wants you to take away from this section of Colossians. And following today's scripture, join us for our Turn the Page bonus podcast. Colossians 1, 1-27 Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God being strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now... He has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of His body, which is the church. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, 
but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hello and welcome to the Turn the Page Bible Experience bonus podcast. Uh, my name is Tammy Milchine. I lead the teaching team at Community, and today I'm joined by Ted Canaris. Ted, welcome. Hey, glad to be here. I'm so glad you could join me. Ted is the community pastor at our Downers Grove location. And what we're going to do for the bonus podcast during this Bible experience is, is every, at the end of every week, we're just going to reflect on the passages that we read during the week. And hopefully you just had a chance to review those passages in, in the readings for today. And so uh, Ted and I are just going to take some time to reflect and, and talk about what stuck out to us from these particular passages. And Ted, as I uh, think about us starting this book, you know, again, one of the things we learned is Paul is writing to the church in Colossae, people that he has never met, um, people he doesn't know, but, he, but he's concerned about their spiritual journeys, concerned that they might be getting off track. And, and so as we start this book, and as we look ahead to where we're going, I, I just always think it's interesting to note what he does here. He he really kind of focuses on who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, and then who we are in Christ and how that should impact how we live. And as I, as I think about that and where we're going with this book, it just made me think, you know, those times when we are feeling like mm, maybe we're a little spiritually off track or, you know, things just don't seem to be clicking for us or uh, maybe we don't feel very close to God, that, that Colossians might be a good book for us to turn to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Because it's exactly what Paul was trying to do is make sure that they were staying on track in their spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, as we got to this, what's the first thing that really stuck out to you from this, these passages? Yeah, this first chapter of Colossians is like jammed packed with like amazing things about faith, about Jesus, about our identity, about our purpose, our life, everything. And so there's so much that jumped out at me. Uh, but just a couple things that like really I wanted to share with everybody. And as I've been reflecting on it, been meaningful to me. And one is this theme of gospel fruit. Like Paul, in the first part of this chapter, he uses the word gospel several times. And he uses the word fruit several times. And he's making this connection between the gospel and fruit. And so, you know, what is Paul saying by this? It's kind of confusing because he doesn't really describe or he doesn't define gospel until a little bit later. And then he comes back to the fruit in a couple of different ways. And so I just want to highlight, like, what is Paul saying when he talks about the gospel throughout this okay. first chapter? And he really defines it in verses 21 through 22. And I want to read it. He says, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. Mm -hmm. This is the gospel that Paul describes for us. This amazing truth of the fact that we were enemies with God, that because we chose and Adam and Eve all the way down to us have chosen to turn our back and walk our own path, that we become against God. It's sort of like I described that sort of Adam and Eve original sin moment, like the Humpty Dumpty moment, right? They just got shoved off the wall, all of humanity, all of our world, right? And it got broken into a million pieces. And no matter what we try, no matter how we organize ourselves, all the king's horses, all the king's men, we just can't put it back together again, right? Mm -hmm. But Jesus can. 
Mm-hmm. That is the gospel. That mm-hmm. literally means good news, that this world that's so broken and shattered that our best efforts cannot put back together, our hearts and our lives, our relationships that are so broken and shattered that we can't possibly put it back together, Jesus came to put it back together. Yeah. That is the good and news. That's where that word that you brought out, that, like in that passage, reconciliation. I mean, yeah. that word captures so much of what the gospel is about. Absolutely. He reconciles us to God. Mm-hmm. We're reconciled to one another in our relationships. We're reconciled to creation itself. We're reconciled in all ways into perfect peace as God intended and created. And when we're living into that gospel, when we've received that good news into our heart and we're aligning our life to it, it produces fruit. It mm-hmm. produces fruit. Just like uh, an apple seed can't produce a different kind of fruit, right? It produces mm-hmm apples. The gospel, when it's planted in our heart, produces fruit, as Paul describes here, things like wisdom, every good work, power, endurance, patience, all the traits and the good things that we desire in our life that Paul wants to see happen in this community are a result of that gospel seed bearing fruit in their life. And even these things that he talks about right in these beginning, opening greetings and prayers, the love, the faith, yeah. the hope, those kind of things that we see springing up in that. So, Absolutely. yeah. So again, I mean, obviously he's, he's reminding them back to the heart of the, the, the truth of, of what they believe. And at the heart of that is the gospel message. And then he uh, kind of, after these opening greetings, he transitions into what is one of the most powerful, uh, absolutely most powerful passages about Jesus, I think in all of scripture. And it's this, this um, you talk about a few verses being just packed with so much meaning it's yeah. this, this poem that we find in, in the first chapter in verses 15 to 20. Uh, what struck you as you read that? Oh, man, a lot. <laughs> but really this kind of first sentence, right? It says in verse 15, the sun is the image of the invisible God. The sun is the image of the invisible God, right? No one has ever seen God. He's too amazing and big and huge. It's not something you could just take in with your eyes, mm-hmm. right? It's too spectacular, too magnificent, too wonderful, too amazing. But God in his mercy, in his desire to know us, came like us so that we could know what God the Father is like. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we wonder, what is God really like? Yeah. Well, Jesus came to answer that question definitively. Yeah. He's, God is like me. I am God. This is what God is like. He is loving. He is caring. He is self-sacrificing in his love for us. And I love this quote from Athanasius. He says that he, God, became like us so that we could become like him. Hmm. And as we're transformed more and more into God's likeness to become more and more like Jesus, that's ultimately the gospel fruit that we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier. It's becoming like Jesus, that apple seed produces an apple, that gospel seed produces Christ likeness in us. Yeah. yeah. All, of those, all of those things yeah. that we talked about, the wisdom, the faith, the love, yeah. all of that stuff. Seeing yeah. that. Yeah. It's, it's such a powerful passage. And, you know, when I read it um, and reflected on it, uh, just thinking about I think one of the themes uh, that, that people talk about in Colossians is the supremacy of Christ. You know, and, and you read through that poem and it's like, it's kind of saying, you know what? Jesus is up here. <laughs> Jesus is up here. Jesus is up here. Like, you know, he is the great, like no one is greater. And, and even the sense of, you know, he's the creator, not, a, not just of the whole world, but also of the church. 
And uh, I don't know, one of the things I thought about is a lot of times when we uh, talk about the gospel, when we talk about the good news of Jesus, I think sometimes inadvertently we we only focus, like we tend to focus more on the benefits that we, you know, like follow Jesus and you'll, you'll find purpose, you'll feel loved, you'll feel, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, and again, all of that stuff is true. But what this poem reminds me is that um, even if there were no benefits, Jesus is still worth following his Lord. Yeah. You know, because he is supreme, like he is the rightful um, creator and owner. And, you know, I, I mean, just by who he is, he deserves yeah. our allegiance. Yeah, absolutely. That, that just struck me when I, when I um, read this. And I also think, you know, sometimes that might, that might help, you know, when we have that understanding of who he is and why he's worth following, you know, when those times when maybe we're not feeling the benefits, like we feel like we were promised. Yeah. You know, it, it helps us remember, okay, yeah. you know, again, the benefits are real and, and, and yeah. I think it's great that we experience those, but uh, even in all the hard times, he is still Lord and he's worth following. Yeah. And that doesn't change. Nothing can happen <laughs> no. in our life that can change the fact that God is so great yeah. and he's supreme over all things. Absolutely. The rest of that, that's, that's a great yeah. Great. Absolutely. Well, um, as I said at the beginning, again, as Paul is trying to uh, keep these Colossians on track, he talks about who Jesus is and what he has done, but then he also talks about who we are in Christ. Yeah. And at the end of the readings that we had this week, um, he, he starts to turn the corner to be talking about that. And uh, really, he starts by talking about a, a pretty incredible mystery. Yeah. Wonder, you know yeah. what I'm referring to? Yeah, absolutely. The mystery of Jesus not just being an example for us, right? But actually becoming a part of us, entering into our life, Christ in us, empowering us for the life that we're called to live. It's beyond our best efforts. It's not just to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and try your hardest. What Paul is saying here is that Jesus not only made a way for us to be reconciled to him, but he made a way for us to be alive with him relation in relationship to him and have him inside of us, his spirit in us, empowering us for this life. That's beyond our best effort. He has this awesome illustration. I just want to share really quick. He talks, apparently he plays a lot of basketball. I don't, you know, I'm like four feet tall, so it's not my sport, right? It's not my go-to, but anyway, he says, you know, if I was playing pickup basketball with somebody and they told me that the spirit of Michael Jordan was in them, like, I'd expect them to be a pretty awesome baller, right? Like they better be able to back it up with some game. And he compares that to the life we've been called to live in Christ with Christ in us, mm -hmm. right? We're called to this incredible moral standard, this love and passion for other people. That just seems like impossible. Like it's like a superpower, but yeah. Jesus doesn't leave us in this desperation of not being We're empowered for it. Yeah, he gives us his spirit and he says, I'm going to do it through you and with you and in you. And I'll give you what you need in the moment, even when you feel like you couldn't possibly live up to it. Yeah. And, and it's incredible just, mystery and truth. It is so incredible, especially when you tie it back to what we just read in the poem. And yeah. it's like, you know, the creator of heaven and earth, the Lord of the church, the, like the, the supreme being, Jesus says, yeah. you know what? I'm going to live inside of you through my spirit. 
I mean, yeah. it, it is just astounding. And, and um, sometimes I think when I read this and reflect on this stuff, I, I wonder sometimes if, if many of us are only experiencing a fraction of what is available to us. Oh yeah, you know that that power that is available to us through the Spirit of God living inside of us, and so maybe that's a way for us to wrap this up this week yeah. as well. It's just uh, you know to again remember that Jesus is Lord, the supremacy of Christ, um, who you know made a way for us to be reconciled to the Father, as you were talking about, um, and and you know when we get to the next few weeks of of Colossians, we're going to learn a lot about what what Paul says. Okay, this is how you should live then. But yeah. before he turns to that, he reminds us. But Jesus is going to empower you to live this life yeah. that you are being called to. Yeah. And so uh, you know, as we go through this day and the days ahead, to just remember that incredible power that is available to us because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks, Ted, and thanks to all of you for joining us for this bonus podcast. And we're looking forward to week two of the Turn the Page Bible Experience uh, in a couple of days. So uh, thanks for being with us and have a great day. See ya.